Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the telephone we have and a electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cop of murder. A lot of serial killers have a nickname given to them by the public. It can be born out of things like their location, their disposal method, or their MO. On June 25, 1962, a man who would be dubbed the tourniquet killer was born and would start claiming victims only 24 years later. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Anthony Allen Shore killed his first victim when he was 24 years old, and with that murder came a distinctive M.O., Lori Tremblay was 14 years old when she was murdered in 1986 while walking to school. Shore attempted to sexually assault the girl and then strangled her, and her body was dumped behind a Mexican restaurant in Houston. With his next victim, 21-year-old Maria Del Carmen Estrada, came a slight variation that would earn him the name Tourniquet Killer. 
1992, Maria, who was a Mexican immigrant working as a nanny, was sexually assaulted and strangled. But this time, instead of using a ligature, Shore began using a tourniquet made from either a toothbrush or bamboo stick. Her body was left behind a Dairy Queen the same day. In 1993, he entered the home of 14-year-old Selma Jansky, bound and sexually assaulted her. However, for reasons unknown, left her alive and fled. Less than a year later, he went back to his standard of assault and strangulation when he killed nine-year-old Diana Ribola. When her body was found, investigators were able to connect her to Maria due to the rope and bamboo stick left around her neck. They knew they had a serial killer on their hands. In 1995, he offered a ride to 16-year-old Dana Sanchez. When she resisted his advances on her, she was strangled and left in a field. Seven days after her disappearance, there was still no news on the location of her body. Until an anonymous call came into the local news station, giving the exact location of the girl's body. It wasn't until 1998, when Anthony Shore was convicted of molesting his two daughters, that a DNA sample was taken and put into the system. In 2000, detectives pulled Maria's case from the cold case files and tested the DNA found under her fingernails. The results were not immediately matched to Shore due to problems in the lab. But after the lab was closed in 2002 and retested in 2003, Shore was finally connected and arrested for Maria's murder. After 11 hours of interrogation, Anthony Shore confessed to the murders of Maria del Carmen Estrada, Diana Ribolar, Dana Sanchez, and Lori Tremblay. His confession was the only way that they were able to connect Lori's murder with the other girls due to his changed M.O. When asked why he switched from a simple ligature to a tourniquet, Shore replied, because I hurt my finger while murdering Tremblay. Though he confessed to four murders, prosecutors only charged him with Maria's murder because it contained the most forensic evidence. In 2004, Anthony Allen Shore was found guilty of capital murder and, after only an hour of deliberation, was put to death. Finally, on January 18, 2018, he was executed by lethal injection. He was the first person in the U.S. to be executed in the year 2018. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.